Hi guys and welcome back to the Atlas Weekly Recap, covering the financial news and events of last week and the week ahead as of Monday, July 24th, 2023. In this week's episode, I'll be covering the earnings results from both Tesla and Netflix who reported last week in the United States. We'll also look at the latest data on Australia's employment situation and what this means for interest rates here locally in Australia. Lastly, I wanted to explain, a, I guess, a fun fact on the pricing of Australian ETFs or exchange-traded funds that are holding international shares. So let's get into it. So let's take a look at the results of two US juggernauts who reported their earnings last week in Tesla and Netflix. So starting with Tesla to begin with, so Tesla's share price peaked at about $407, and this was back in November 2021. And it did fall to as low as $113 in, in January of, of this year, 2023. But since then, so year to date, it, it is up about 140.5%. So it's, it's trading at about 260 uh, US dollars at, at the moment. So it does appear to have returned as a, as a bit, of, bit of a investor favorite, I guess you could say, year to date. So if we look at their earnings for the second quarter of 2023. We saw total revenue was $24.9 billion. And this came in above analyst expectations of 24.47 billion. And this uh, revenue figure was up 47% from the same quarter last year. So last year, the June quarter of 2022, that quarter's revenue was 16.9 billion. So up 47% from, from 12 months ago, which is a huge result. I think this was one of their, their biggest quarterly revenue figures. And if we look at net income, so this is, I guess, income or the earnings after all the, the expenses. So net income after taxes was 2.7 billion for the quarter. And this was up 20% from the, the same time last year. However, it wasn't all good news for Tesla with uh, research and development costs rising to about 943 million in the quarter. And this was up from 771 million in the first quarter of 2023. And this was due to increases in operating expenses driven mostly by production of the, the new Cybertruck, which is this, I guess, sci-fi inspired pickup truck, and as well as further investment in AI. So they, they started the production of this dojo uh, training co computers. It's sort of their version of, of AI. So obviously a lot of capital has sort of gone into the, the startup of this production. And since then, you know, while it did beat analyst expectations on, on revenue, the share price has has since come off about 10% as uh, I guess Elon Musk at the, the shareholder uh, presentation, uh, Musk and a few other executives said that the vehicle production, I guess all vehicle productions would likely slow just due to some shutdowns for, for factory improvements. So the, the market didn't really like that, that sort of update or guidance for the, the quarter ahead. Looking at Netflix now, which reported revenue of 8.2 billion for the quarter. And this was up 3% for the same quarter last year. And this came in just uh, below uh, analyst expectations of 8.3 billion, while net income was 1.49 billion. And that came in above analyst expectations for the quarter. So while Netflix beat earnings estimates, it did miss on its, its revenue estimates. However, it did have some positive results on subscriber numbers. So subscriptions rose 8% in the quarter. So they added about 5.9 million, million subscribers between April and June. So this was well above analysts' expectation of around 2.2 million subscribers. 
And this takes the total number of worldwide subscribers for Netflix to 238.4 million by the end of June. Now, if we look at some guidance that they provided, the company is cracking down on password sharing, and they're, they're also looking at introducing this this tiered uh, this tiered offering, which uh, I guess has has ads a, as part of it. So it's a, a lower entry level sort of subscription, but it does come with with ads. And they've said that based off this these new initiatives, they've said that forecasts will increase uh, over the next quarter. So revenue for quarter three, 2023, is expected to be about 8.5 billion, up about 7% for the same quarter last year. Similarly to Tesla, Netflix's share price is also off about 10% since it reported, reported its earnings on Wednesday, as investors, I guess, really began to doubt the, the earnings outlook for the, for the next quarter ahead. Let's take a look at what happened here locally in Australia last week. So on Thursday, we saw the unemployment rate here in Australia to June remain at its historic low of 3.5% with full-time full-time employment sorry, increasing by 39,300. And this is offset by part-time employment decreasing by 6,700. So the net effect being 32,600 people finding work in the month of June. Now, economists had expected only about 19,000 jobs to be added in June, and they actually estimated the unemployment rate would, would lift to 3.6%. So as we can see, the data was uh, well above uh, economists' expectations. Impressive also was that it was full-time employment increasing, so not just not, not part-time employment. So being a, a more quality measure, I guess, of the, the strength and, and I guess demand of the, the Australian labor force. This does, so this latest employment data does, however, support the case for the Reserve Bank to hike interest rates at its next meeting in August, as I guess the bank is trying to create some some slack or some, I guess, weakness in the labor market, really just to try and take pressures off, pressures off uh, higher wage demands. And then that in turn allows businesses to, to keep their prices a little bit lower as well. Now, a little bit different from, I guess, a, a market update or a, a data release, I just wanted to, I guess, explain a, or provide a quick tidbit when it comes to, I guess, the pricing of Australian exchange-traded funds or, or ETFs, particularly when they're holding international companies, so companies that are listed on a, on a stock exchange that is not the Australian share market. So, for example, if we look at, you know, the S&P 500, uh, an S&P 500 ETF, which is gonna be holding companies that are listed in the United States. So either on the, the NASDAQ or the, the New York Stock Exchange. So for example, you've got BlackRock's uh, IVV, that's the ticker, or, or Vanguard has one as well, VU. And what you'll note is when you see the Australian market open, so the, the Australian market, it opens at 10 o'clock, uh, Monday to Friday, and then it will close about 4.12. And as the Australian market opens, you'll see the price of the ETF will be higher or, or lower from the, the last trading day. And this is really just reflecting the price changes of those underlying stocks in that exchange traded fund from when the US share market was, was open. So throughout the day, when the US share market is closed, so if we look at the, the US share market, for example, it's never open at the same time as the, the Australian share market. So when the Australian share market is open as this, if we're again, just staying on the, the S&P 500 ETF, because it's listed and represented in, in Australian dollars, you're mostly just seeing the price changes in the Australian dollar versus the, the US dollar. So because the companies in this S&P 500 
ETF are US listed there in US dollars, but the ETF is reflected in Australian dollars as the AUD and USD currency fluctuates throughout the given day. That's really all, all the, the price change you're seeing on, on that particular ETF. It's not necessarily the price that an investor is, is paying for that ETF. Uh, like you would see for an individual stock, for example. And I just wanted to touch on this because I have seen a few people ask why their ETF is is down, you know, on the their Australian listed ETF is down on the Australian share market when the US market was was up the, you know, the night before. And it's really just mostly just due to this currency exchange rate. There, there are a few other nuances to the, the pricing mechanism as the, the ETF or fund manager, Vanguard, BlackRock looks to achieve the, the underlying index weights. But for the most part, it really is just those currency fluctuations. And this applies to both, you know, ETFs holding European listed stocks or, you know, ETFs that are holding uh, UK listed stocks, so stocks listed on the, the London stock exchange. It's really just the, the currency fluctuations that you're seeing with the price of that ETF uh, on a given trading day here in Australia. Let's look at what equity markets did last week. So fairly thin trading last week as investors await some key interest rate decisions and earnings results this week. The ASX 200 was up 0.1%, relatively flat. The US S&P 500 was up 0.7%. The Nasdaq Composite was down 0.6%. The Eurostoxx 50 was down 0.2%. The, the best performer of the week was the, the UK equity market. The UK FTSE 100 was up 3.08%. And it was the better performer off the back of some encouraging inflation data that came out last week. So the, the headline rate of inflation came down from 8.7% to 7.9% in, in June. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong was off about 1.74%. And the Australian dollar was weaker against the US dollar. So it was down about 1.7% and it's now trading about US 67 cents. Looking to the week ahead, the most noteworthy data released locally will be Australia's quarterly CPI data, reflecting the quarter to June 2023. So this comes out on Wednesday and it's really going to offer an insight into the slowdown in pace of inflation here in Australia, particularly ahead of the RBA's next interest rate decision, which is out next week on Tuesday. That's when they meet next. So the headline rate is, is as measured by the, the quarterly measure. It's currently at 7%. So it is expected to fall to about 6.2%. So if we do see that headline rate with, a, I guess, a, a five in front of it, so we're, if it's low fives, that's going to be really supportive for the Australian equity market. Overseas, the Federal Reserve meets on July 26, which will be Thursday morning Australian time. Along with the ECB, the European Central Bank, they also meet later this week for an interest rate decision. And it's widely expected that both of these central banks will hand down at least a 25 basis point hike. But markets are hoping that this could be the, the last sort of interest rate move in, the, in their current cycles. That's all for this week, guys. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Atlas Weekly Recap. Thanks for dialing in.